Muhammad Abu El Inain is one of the most influential politicians slash economists, not only in Egypt, but on the planet. He's a man who loves his country and a fierce defender of the issues of his Arab nation with dozens of positions recorded in the corridors of international forums. He won the highest votes in recent parliamentary elections and was unanimously elected as the undersecretary for the Egyptian House of Representatives. He is called the Dean of Egyptian Diplomacy as he has spent 25 years of giving in Parliament during which he represented his country in a large number of important of international conferences and forums, just like the one you all are attending today. In industry, his name is engraved in the global economic record. He owns a massive economic empire, starting with the, called the Cleopatra Group. The Cleopatra Group, whose activities vary between industry, technology, agriculture, urban cities, urban planning and cities, tourist resorts, media, aviation, and sports. So he's touching on everything that affects all of our lives every day from pleasure to health to well-being and good living. His Ceramica Cleopatra Group is among the three largest companies for the production of ceramics and porcelain in the world. They employ 30,000 engineers and workers, and products uh, are spread in more than 110 countries. Even the most powerful technology uh, countries here in, companies here in America, Japan, and Europe. His group owns three television channels. They are among the most seen in Egypt and the Middle East. He has a number of luxury tourist resorts in Sharm el-Sheikh. And for those of you who have never been to Sharm el-Sheikh, <laughs> I highly recommend that you put it on your bucket list. It's well worth a visit. Also has resorts in Hurghada and Marsa Alam. Uh, the Ceramica Cleopatra Club, which plays in the Egyptian Premier League, is also on his mantle. He was able to raise the name of his country and the Arab nation in international forums and won many international titles and awards. <coughs> the first Egyptian to win the Best Maker in Africa Award from the African Union, also the owner of the Mediterranean Nobel Prize for his political career, and Social Giving Award from Italy. The best, uh, this, was, this award was given um, as well as the best exporter from Japan. The INPEX, the INPEX Award for Creativity and Innovation from America. The Golden Ladder Award from Italy and UNIDO from the United Nations. The Arab Pride Award as the best influential figure in the Arab economy and the British Achievements Award as best economist in 2020.
all this, I'm, I'm just getting up to his 45th birthday. We have a lot more to go. So just bear with me. He only turned 55 yesterday. We are honored to have one of the symbols of global politics and economy participate in our conference here today, the Egyptian House of Representatives, an honorary president of the Parliamentary Assembly of the Mediterranean. I would like you to please welcome His Excellency, Mohammed Abu Elinin. Yeah, so this is over. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right here. Uh, me? Yeah. Or do you want to sit? I don't know. No. I no. Okay. no. 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 Just stay. You're right, Mark, for the video when he keeps. Bismillah. Doctor Anthony. President of National Council of U.S.-Arab Relationship. Indeed, I thank you very much for your kind invitation. And i really <clears throat> glad to participate every year. And I was sorry for the past three years to be in virtual. <laughs> but I hope that this meeting will reach a few fruitful and tangible results worldwide. Mr. Roosevelt, you have been too much for me. Oh. I thank you very much for, uh, <clears throat> for your kind presentation. And uh, indeed, I take advantage to salute you for what you have been doing also uh, in your career and also uh, your successful uh, council, Saudi American Council, who what, what have been doing successfully, and that everybody can understand and feel your great, great effort. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> it's my pleasure to be here today with my heart bleeding of what we have been hearing this morning for Yemen for Syria, for Palestine, for Libya, for Lebanon. Jesus. Really, what's going to happen? And where we go? This is the first question we should ask today. My colleagues previously this morning talk about Arab Spring. And in reality, it was not spring. We wish to be a real spring. But when we, feel, when we feel and see and realize that this is, was to destroy the state and to fall down the countries and to divide the countries in order to create more and more and difficult tourism worldwide. I have been following what's happening at that time, 
and I see a lot, a lot of people, are youth maybe 10 years ago, some people wasn't followed this too much. But unfortunately, what happened was affecting a lot the prosperity and the life in all Arabic countries until today, until now. Luckily, that Egypt was understanding the message and evaluating the situation and take its decision. Since the 30th of June 2013, the people goes outside. People's, Egyptian people, goes to all the square, all the streets, talk about, this is not the Egyptian will. This is not what we are looking for. We are Egypt. We are the peaceful country. We would like to be together again. What happened? And we realize that the most important issue was the international interference in our local affairs. This was the plan. And we understand a lot of messages. Most of them are bad messages. But the marketing of this issue was so wonderful. Democracy, human rights, and so and so and so. We are happy to talk about democracy seriously. We are glad to talk about human rights completely. But without touching the real human rights, which has to enjoy everybody with it. Not to talk about the human rights with the people that criminal, which attack the people, kill the people, bump, bump uh, 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 the, the buses and trains, are uh, killing the police station people, killing the military people, and so, and so, and so. We have been realized this. And I personally have all the videos for that. And I went to the United Nations at that time, explaining this with the videos. People in the United Nations was not understanding the reality. What's happening? What's going on in Egypt? But I was having the video. Because a lot of people market something which is not true. And we know who is behind, who is planning, who is the, the channel to do this. We understand everything. But these people doesn't calculate the result. If it's happening truly, that this division happen and destroy the country, nobody calculate the consequence of this, what's going to happen for the enlarging the tourist. People was planning to transfer the tourist from Afghanistan, from Tora Bora to Sinai. And they have 60 kilometer by 60 kilometer under the, 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 the mountain are they making their training and just promote themselves that they make the Islamic State. No. Islamic has a principle, has a glorious principle that everybody has to be proud of his religion. It's not to kill people. 
is not to attack people, is to respect the feeling of the others, is to respect the general principle which is in the Constitution and in the United Nations uh, uh, terms. But unfortunately, was happened like this. Today, with, after the revolution, with the support of all our friends, understanding what's happening. I think the one which has been visiting Egypt recently can understand what's, ha what's happening and what's going on in Egypt. I would like, before to talk more about Egypt, to see this video in a few minutes. And I think today, when we talk about what's happening in Egypt, we cannot be far away of all what's ha happening globally. What happened after the pandemic, what happened after the war, Russian-Ukrainian war, what happened about missing of the food, the wheat, what happened about missing for supply chain, what happened about energy, what happened about medicine, what happened about Africa, which is suffering now for a lot of things missing for medicine and food and so on. Indeed, this is a humanity which we have to think about before to have another crisis and crisis. Let, allow me please to present modern Egypt with the next video. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. This is Egypt today. I'm glad that I have some videos that you can show you and personally invite all of you to visit Egypt. Egypt next year will inaugurate the biggest museum in the world, which is in front of the pyramids, which contained about 100,000 pieces of antiquities. I hope that you can find a chance to attend this inauguration. And I personally invite you also to visit the main cities, the historical cities, Luxor, Aswan, and also to go to Sharm el-Sheikh, which is going to next week, is going to have a historic event that all the leaders worldwide are there to inaugurate the COP27. COP27 is for climate change, which one of the most important issues worldwide. I think that we are glad to receive President Biden and all the other leaders worldwide are coming there to participate in this event. So I'm glad to invite all of you also to come to see Egypt and to see also the opportunities there. As you see here, Maybe some information is new for some of you. Uh, President Sisi has been declared a few months ago the new republic. The new republic, the democratic republic, the civil republic, and also give a message uh, for all the political forces for a national dialogue. This dialogue has been established already in order to draw the Egyptian vision, vision, this vision which Egyptian will need in future. So this is also another 
important issue that all of us need also to talk about it and to also if somebody has any new idea or want to, to participate as visitors or as, uh, as investors <coughs> or traders can also be participated in this event. Indeed, what I want to say now, Egypt is changing <coughs> and with the help of all the Arabic countries around us, thanks to our friend Arabic countries, thanks to Saudi Arabia, thanks to, thanks to Emirates, uh, thanks to, uh, I think that all the Arabic countries have been supporting us and today, they just finished now a few minutes ago, the Arab League uh, conference. I hope that we are going to reach some decisions which can also help this situation worldwide, what's happening now worldwide, which make all of us to suffer. I believe that the world now needs new initiatives to, to confront what's happening now in Russia, what happened to, to confront also all the pandemic, what's happening also uh, concerning this missing of supply chain. Because I personally believe that the world is going to be changing a lot. And this changement is going to affect a lot of countries, and especially the poor people in Africa. Yeah. Africa is suffering a lot. And I have a lot of messages from my friends there, leaders and president, and also a lot of people are suffering, talking about what's happening there, which makes our heart to, to be suffer also from this, what's happening there. I think it's a time to think globally. We don't like to feel that the pandemic and this war make also, again, everybody to think regionally away from the global uh, structure. I think that in the near future, we need more in initiatives to confront these things. And I think you, Mr. Dr. Doc, with your connections, with your people, can also talk about these things. People need also to raise their voice with this initiative worldwide. I hope that you can plan worldwide, something here, something in Europe, something in Far East, something also in, in Egypt, something uh, you have, we have to move also worldwide to say something for our, the opinion, for new initiative in order to put an end to all these suffering people. Now, everybody is pessimist. It's not, it's not feeling well. Yeah. And uh, people are suffering. Europe suffering now. You know, you, I think that everybody from you are are studying, are, are listening and hearing what's in, in the news in, in Europe and also in Africa and also as other countries. This problem has to be solved. This problem has to be confronted. We need to, to leave all, all of us in peace, in cooperation, and the world will not be happy unless there is a big operation happening with the new initiatives. I hope that this conference start with all the help of all the other uh, leaders and also politicians and also business community to start to think about this new, new, new initiative with the press people. This press people has also, with all the media, uh, can also do a lot, which I respect, fully respect to all of them. And I think a lot of opinion has been raised, has full consider and full respect. I hope now the world wide has to move in order to put an end to these uh, problems. What, what I, I would like also now <coughs> to end my speech for something, uh, of course, is belongs to Egypt.
before to talk. Egypt now extended from 6% among the old history, old Egyptian people who were living among, around the Nile, the River Nile, with 6% area. And the rest of all the Egyptian territory are desert. The plan now to extend this 6% to be 14% in about 10 years. These 10 years, which we saw now, is other 30 new cities. Behind all the governor, governor, governorate, then another extension. And we already have the new administrative uh, capital, which represent three times of Egyptian uh, area. I think now this is a big development, plus all the industrial zone, plus the geographic unique location, plus all what's happening now among between Egypt and also the African continent, uh, we have FTA. You can send all your goods among the, the, the continent free of custom, no custom. And I think the same with all the Arabic countries, the same with European countries. So with this geographic unique location, you can have a lot of advantage. Now is the time also to enjoy FTA with American authority. America has to think about now. Now is the time also to think for FTA between Egypt and, uh, and, and also uh, United States. So I think this is one of the issues which has our leaders, with, with, with American leaders, has to discuss to achieve mutual business together. The, the things which I would also to stress, thanks to President Biden and President Trump, when they uh, support uh, Egyptian rights concerning the water of River Nile. We have a conflict now with Ethiopia. As you know, everybody knows, <coughs> it's a historic right among the history the water comes from Ethiopia and Uganda to come to Sudan, then come to Egypt. We never have any discussion. We have agreement since 1901. We have another agreement in 1923, 1955, 1959, 1993, and 2015 is the last one. This is also a history support our right, and Sudanese right, the right of 150 million inhabitants has to be respected. And President uh, Trump has been making, uh, discussing this issue, gather Egypt and Ethiopia and Sudan in, in, in Washington here, and they have a full agreement after this, in the day that they come to sign, Ethiopia withdraws themselves for no reason. And now they start to establish the, 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 uh, the dam. We are glad Ethiopia have a dam, more than one dam, and to have electricity, to have investment. And we are also ready as Egyptians with all, all our experience to go there to invest and also to pass our technology and our experience there. But not to touch our right. Water is our life. Water and river night is our, our right. And this is our life. And we will never, never leave our right. This is something very important, a very important issue also to, to be aware of this conflict and what is going to happen for this in future. It's a big problem, and I hope that the uh, uh, American media and also worldwide media to understand the real situation, because sometimes I read something which is funny, which is not true. Now, we have uh, the agreement with them. 
We are wishing them all the best to have a future, a great future also in Ethiopia and we are able to help, but don't touch our right. This is something which I think we have uh, to, to, to give it a big consideration together. And uh, finally, I hope you all the best. Thank you for all listening to me. Hope to see you in future in Egypt as a guest, as tourist, as friend at any time. Thank you all for all your good.